for White Spot Giants this week. Back come the Giants across the line. Kosh, left wing, looks, waves, finds a man. Benson scores! In he comes! Stop by David Tendick! He kept it out! Oh, mercy, what a save by Tendick! Up the middle comes Byram, right side, running at the circle, scores! Here's your host, Dan O'Connor. The Vancouver Giants are moving on. Good evening and welcome to White Spot Giants this week. The home of Vancouver hockey, the home of the Giants is Sportsnet 650. And the historic Giants, yes, the first ever eighth seed in a first-round playoff series to knock off a one seed. The Vancouver Giants earlier this week making a little bit of history, a tidy piece of history for the Giants in a six-game series victory over the Western Conference champion Everett Silvertips. So, where does that lead us now? Well, it leads us to round two of the playoffs, and the Vancouver Giants will begin their round two series with the Kamloops Blazers beginning Friday night. A very busy show upcoming for you. Over the course of the next hour, you will hear from... Vancouver Giants overage defenseman Alex Cotton. You will also hear from rookie defenseman Mazden Leslie. Then you will be graced by the charm of Vancouver Giants skilled forward Fabian Lysel. You'll also hear a snippet from Cantaloupe's Blazers goaltender Dylan Garand. And to kick off the show... We will hear from Vancouver Giants head coach Michael Dick and some of his post-game thoughts after the six-game series victory over the Everett Silvertips earlier this week on Monday at the LEC. He joined the post-game show to chat with Bill Wilms and Caroline Frolick, and in case you missed it, here's Michael Dick after a six-game series victory over the Everett Silvertips to kick off White Spot Giants this week. Joining us now, a very happy Coach Dick. It's I haven't seen you smile in quite some time. <laughs> it was a, a bit of a rough patch to end the season, but man, the playoffs are a different animal, and your guys have shown that tonight. First eight seed to eliminate a one seed. I'm sure you know the history. i got to keep saying it because it is so fantastic. History made here tonight. What was the message to your guys in that locker room pregame? Well, I think there was a lot of talk about about the history, but we really just wanted to focus on on how we were going to get that done and, and, and less about about the win, uh, more about how how we were going to get on our toes and, and push and try to get them on their heels and create doubts. So um, that, that was probably the main message. And, and, I mean, obviously we couldn't have had a better start than what we had tonight. Yeah, with the three goals and the first goal, and all, all by defensemen. But, Coach, I, I mean, it was pretty complete last, last game. And, obviously, when you look at tonight's game on its own, um, the Lankows, the Botchecks, the Seminex, I, I just said this earlier, all being noticed for something that they're doing on the ice. Sure, it's, it's the big line of Stopchik, Lysel, and Hall that were able to do all that damage. But, man, those foot soldiers were important. Oh, I mean, it, you don't get something like this accomplished without, without an entire team. And, uh, you know, we had a line that, that created a lot of offense for us. But, boy, we had a, uh, we had a lot of guys do, do a lot of different things, dirty work, um, you know, whether it be block shots, um, finish checks, uh, you know, at the right times. I mean, uh, you know, two guys that come to mind, obviously Kyle Bocek and, and Colton Lanko. And both, both guys didn't get a tremendous amount of ice time in the regular season and played, 
played a, a massive role for us, uh, you know, in, 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 in getting this, this series win. I mean, game by game, they they did a lot of the dirty work. Ty Thorpe in the faceoff circle, outstanding. And, and energy, Justin Lee's physical. Like, you just go up and down the lineup, and then our, our, our entire back end, they, they played so well in front of us. And we're so well in front of Jesper, and then and obviously we got some really, really good goaltending. Now we're talking about the lineup. Let's talk about that goaltending. The Golden Knights have to love what they're seeing from him. Oh, yeah. yeah he, I, I, I don't think people realize how hard he worked to get back mm-hmm. into the lineup. Like it wasn't just, uh, you know, a, a time thing. It was it was him making it happen. Um, he's a diligent worker, and, and he's going to be a great pro. Coach, you know, injuries are always – a part of playoffs and seldom an excuse. Um, I felt from where we watched the game that when, you know, uh, Everett lost some of their top guys, uh, their bottom six, we are the bottom six for Vancouver clearly was stronger point wise in terms of what they got done on the ice. I thought that might've been one of the differences in the hockey in the whole series. Yeah. And you know, those guys have, uh, I mean, really, I, I don't know if you call them a bottom six. I mean, we had we rolled with eleven forwards, and 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 those guys played some some key minutes, especially early in the series when they did have a full lineup. So those guys were having to play against um, Hooten and Hofer at times, and had to play against uh, you know Swetlikov or Goot. Like like they were, I guess they were they were seasoned and, and ready when when the challenge came. So um, I mean that's that's junior hockey though. That's yeah. yeah, that's how important your depth is oh. in, in a series like this. Mike, what, what might have been? Did you see there's a turning point in the season? Did you see or in the series? Did you see anywhere where hey, kind of? I, I don't know if there was a turning point as much as I. You know, I I think these guys you give them a lot of credit because we don't have a ton of playoff experience. I don't think any team does right now with with what's been going on in the last couple of years, but. Um, you know, just just buying into the fact that it's a seven-game series and not getting too high and not getting too low. I mean, we we won the first game, we lost the next two, and then we found a way to respond in in, in game four, and then that was a huge game in Everett. Uh, you know, to, to 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 take that swing game and give us an opportunity to close it out here. So it was just a sort of a game by game process. Coach, I, I don't know how many people know this, but obviously a, a, a one seed, an eight seed beating a one seed, you made a little bit out of it. But back in 2009, uh, you were a seventh seed with Lethbridge. You played yeah. Saskatoon. They were a two seed. And what was interesting is you went into that series, you won it. You had guys like Boychuk and Sevier and King and Ashton and, you know, Spiza. And it, it, was, it was wonderful. But the year before, you guys had lost in the Western Hockey League final. Now yeah. you come in as a seventh seed and you pull an upset. Your last playoff experience, you lose in the Western Hockey League yeah. final and yeah. you come in as an eighth seed. Yeah. How, do you, how do you compare? Is there even any way to compare? Well, there, there are some comparables for sure. I mean, you know, that year, um, you know, we felt we had a better team than where we finished. It was a pretty competitive division, but, uh, you know, we, we found a way to generate some momentum and played really well in that playoff series. And, and, uh, and I think the same thing here. I mean, we weren't happy with our, our regular season and, uh, we, we can turn the page in the playoffs and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's funny what, you know, belief can do and momentum. And I think we, we rode that coach, uh, talking about, were were there enough uh, signs during the season on home ice 
Did you sit here enough times to say, guys, we can't, this, if we play that way, we, we can do something in the playoffs? Well, I, I, think, I, I think our guys knew that. I mean, it, it was just a matter of, of getting traction. And you know, I mentioned that to Steve downstairs. Like, uh, you know, there were so many times, you know, we, we believed. But every time we got traction, we either, you know, hit injuries or, or suspensions or, or we didn't play the way we wanted to. It was always one step forward, one step back. And, and, and we felt if we could ever get some traction, we could we could make some noise. Coach, next stop, Cam Loops. What are the keys to having the same result against the Blazers? Well, we know we know uh, them so well. I mean, we see we, we saw them so many so many times during the regular season. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna change the way they play. I mean, they're 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 a fast transition team. They're as, as good as as any team in the league as far as transition goes. So, you know, obviously, uh, you know. Puck management, discipline are going to be really, really important against them in, in the sense that uh, we, we don't want to activate their transition game for them. we got to make it hard on them, and, uh, and we don't want to allow that power play to get some momentum. And, and obviously our power play has got to keep going. We want to, we want to continue driving and, and, and playing on our toes. So um, it will give us an opportunity to get, uh, get an opportunity to watch some, some video from the, uh, the Spokane series, but I think we're, we're pretty confident we know what we're going to see, but we've got a big challenge ahead of us. You know, yeah, I, I want to go back to tonight a little bit, too. Uh, is that the Alex Cotton that uh, Vancouver hoped to see with that, that kind of play in this series uh, when they acquire him from us? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, he's, you know, everybody talks about how good he is offensively. I think he's a good two-way defenseman. I think he, he has the ability to, to play defense as well, and, and we saw that throughout the series. I mean, obviously, he was he was pretty important to creating offense, especially game four. I mean, he he had, a, he had a career game in that game. Uh, but uh, I think he's, he's just a rock-solid guy on both sides of the puck, um, you know, and that's, that certainly was our expectation. And, again, we already touched on him. I want to go back to it once more. Uh, for me, Colton Lanko just, just jumped off the page. I think he's such a valuable person on this hockey club. He, he's noticeable for all the right reasons. Uh, he's, he stands up for his guys. He's got a couple goals. And, I mean, it's the kind of guy you can't you can't keep out of the lineup. You got to give him a spot, and you got to go with him. Yeah, he he plays hard. He's 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 hard to play against. He's physical. He's uh, you know he, he just never stops, and uh, and and he scores his, his first two goals uh, of the year in, in this series, big goals for us. So uh, that's what that's what happens in the playoffs. You know, all of a sudden guys emerge. I mean, I mentioned him, and I men mentioned Kyle Bocek. I mean, both guys, uh, you know, were were guys that uh, I, I wouldn't say offensively were key contributors, but uh, but always played the game the right way. And, and now, given the opportunity they've got, uh, they've made the most of it and, and are playing big minutes for us. Uh, how big a lift did those three goals from defensemen all come in that first period? Well, I mean, again, we wanted to get off to a good start. Didn't matter you know, who scored. Didn't matter who scored. It was it was getting off to a good start and, and getting on our toes and trying to get them on their heels. A bit of a lull in the second period, and you seemed to kind of lose a little bit of the momentum. Did you let them back in at all? Well, we started turning the puck over. Uh -huh. And they're a team that uh, that feed off of that, and they got their forecheck going and, and hemmed us in. So uh, once we started managing the puck again, we were okay. Last question, Adam Hall. I, I've always felt there's a lot more music in me. He had a good year, don't get me wrong, but I thought he'd be a key in a series like this. If uh, Dan and I were talking about who's the one guy that might be that guy that you say, well, we, we got a little bit more out of this guy than we maybe expected. But, boy, um, his determination, and he fits in on that line beautifully. He, 
could you expect more from him? I, I didn't want to see him die with the music still in him. I'm not sure we could have got more than what we got from him. Yeah. He, was, he was certainly one of the best players for us. What makes series. him good? Well, I think he's he's heavy. Um, you know, he's, he's he's hard to knock off the puck. He protects the puck well. He's got a great shot, got a great release, and, and he's a smart player. Um, and he's reliable on both sides of the puck. He's physical, the block shots. Um, just really confident of having him in every situation. Uh, guys, I'm, I'm tagging myself in here. Caroline has to go and do a voicer for, for City TV, and she's got a long uh, – she's got an early morning tomorrow at, at 3 a.m. to wake up, but um, – not an improvement, though. I think we'd rather have Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, it's a definite downgrade. I will give you that. Um, Coach, the, the Kamloops Blazers and the rivalry with the Giants, I mean, sure, you're, you're, you're plenty familiar with them, and, and they're the three-time reigning BC Division champs. Um, uh, another tall task and a tall mountain for the Vancouver Giants, but I'm, I, in speaking to the guys down there, and I know that there's, there's no shortage of belief in this Giants team as, as the series now shifts to Kamloops on Friday. Absolutely. We're looking forward to the challenge. We know how good they are. I mean, we we see them so many times during the season. Um, they're, they're as good as any team in the league as far as transition goes. And uh, and they play fast. There's always a threat anytime um, they get an opportunity to activate that transition game. And their power play. So we just got to be smart. We got to be physical. And, and we got to continue playing the right way. Coach uh, Dennis Williams and you coaching the uh – World Junior. What did you guys have to say on the ice, if I may ask? Oh, just uh, congratulate him on a great season, and uh, see you soon. Looking, looking forward to, to chatting uh, in the next next couple of days. Was that little chat between you guys back in whatever game that was at the bench? Uh, you know, that, that, that might have been a bit of a motivator. Yeah, I was just suggesting some of the restaurants <laughs> to go to on their day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it was a timeout that uh, that he took, uh, leading the game by whatever goals he was on a on a power play. I, I don't think the players reacted well to that, and that was good. Well, uh, no uh, comment. Again, no, just uh, let's talk about. It was good. Talk about the Vancouver Giants. And, we are. And We're talking about yeah. the motivation. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, it is what it is. It's uh, it's an opportunity uh, again for for us to respond after losing that game, and and I thought we did that in game four. Some great stuff there from Michael Dick, and a deserving series victory for Michael Dick and Keith McCambridge, the coaching staff for the Vancouver Giants. Uh, full marks to them, and then you take it a step further. The work from. Mike Bernstein and Brody St. Jock, strength and conditioning coach Jordan McKenzie, Jamison Dirksen doing the video, and Paul Fricker, the goaltending coach. Everybody deserves a piece of the applause for a historic six-game series victory for the Vancouver Giants here in round one of the WHL playoffs and a matchup that now looms with the Kamloops Blazers in round number two. Still to come here in question, in segment number one, we are going to hear from Fabian Lysel and what a series it was for Fabian Lysel and his line mates, Zach Ostopchuk, Adam Hall, and for Lysel. And, you know, after leading the Giants and scoring during the regular season, uh, you knew that any success that the Vancouver Giants were going to have in round one would largely be placed at the shoulders of the top line, and Fabian Lysel did not disappoint. A team-high plus-nine rating in round one for Fabian Lysel with four goals, 11 assists, and 15 points. Second on the team, only behind Zach Ostopchuk, 
Earlier today at the rink in Ladner, Fabian Lysel shared his thoughts on the series victory and the task at hand coming up against Kamloops. Fabian, how fun was round one when you consider all of the pomp and circumstances surrounding Everett, uh, the fact that an eight seed had never beaten a one seed before in the history of the WHL, to now sit here a day away from a trip to Kamloops in round number two, how much fun was that? A lot of fun. Um, just, uh, just like so fun to like be a part of that group and being able to accomplish that was, was definitely special. Um, but uh, honestly, I think we kind of have to um, like put that in the past for now. And now we're looking forward to round two, as you said. I've asked this question to a few guys, and I'm looking forward to your answer. Because I know that there was always belief at the start of the series with Everett that the Giants could win. At what point in the series, though, did you guys really start to look around at one another and almost like a, holy heck, like we, we don't just believe it. Now it, it feels real. Now we know. Um, no, I knew we were, uh, we were going to be, uh, be a tough component for them right away, even before we played them, if I'm being honest. I remember playing against them in the regular season, even though we, we might not have scored all the, the chances we created. I remember we, we created a lot against them and like they kind of had a, a game that suits us. So, um, but yeah, as you said, like pretty much after the first split there, I was like, going back home to LSE. Hope, hopefully the crowd is going gonna, is gonna to be pounded and uh, let's just go for it. The crowd delivered, I thought, certainly in round one for you. Think about game four and the 11-6 win, game six, of course, the clinching game, Fabian. Um, how much of a factor was that, you know, to come home to the LEC where the Giants struggled this season, but to have the crowd, to have the success at home, uh, that must have felt good. Oh, of course. Um, you know, uh, that's a big part of, uh, of playing when when the crowd gets into it um i love when when the crowd is against you and i love when when they're with you so uh no i i just love that shifting now to the kamloops blazers you saw a ton of them during the regular season you know what they're all about and yet i i certainly from where i sit i view this as another good matchup for the vancouver giants there's a comfort there in a weird way um what what do they do well um, what they do well? Uh, no, uh, they're uh, they're a really, really good team as as everybody that's that's still in, in the playoffs. Um, fast team, uh, good transition. Um, but no, I just I just feel that we should uh, should keep the confidence and uh, and try to play the, the same way we did here. And uh, uh, I'm definitely ready for Friday. You, Zach, and Adam. Um, what? You guys have been a great line now for a while, but I mean, statistically, it was sort of a next level series for you guys. I mean, how confident? I mean, I mean, I guess maybe the easy question, Fabian, is why? Why? Uh, I don't know. Um, I guess uh, we're all competitive guys, and um, you know, um, we want we want to be want to play good out there every game. So I think uh, uh, with our playing styles and with the, with the mindset we. We have, I think that's that's it's a good combination. Um, so uh, I don't really have a why, if I'm being honest. It's it's the playoffs, and that's what matters. So um, I I just know that I I usually I usually have an, an extra edge when it uh, when that time time comes. 
of course, the stats for you, for Halsey, Zach, Cotts, um, sort of speak for themselves. But when you look through the lineup and maybe it's some of the younger players, maybe the stats weren't gaping off the page, Fabian. But who, like, which younger players impressed you in round one? Um, I think um, all of them did uh, in, in their way. I think everybody, like, um, stick with it and, uh, and try to play with the game plan all the time. I mean, it's hard for... For a younger guy to kind of like first first time playing in the playoffs with like maybe bigger crowds that get more into it um, with more pressure. Um, but I'm if I have to pick up one, I'm probably gonna say Langs because uh, he scored some big goals and like he uses his physicality and he's a big part of this team. So um, I'm I'm probably gonna say that I'm the most impressed by him. When it comes to round two and the Kamloops Blazers, Fabian, what are going to be the keys for the Vancouver Giants to continue their playoff success? Um, uh, just, um, just keep with the momentum here. I, I don't think we should think about too much about like what just happened and uh, what not. Just like have that confidence and that belief in ourselves that we just had, and um, and just keep it rolling and be prepared for each game. And um, it's going to be a, a fun battle out there for sure. Congratulations on the personal success. Even more congrats on the team's success, man. It was a great time watching you play. Go get them in round two. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Dano. Some great stuff in segment one from head coach Michael Dick and forward Fabian Lysel, who took his game to an even higher level in round one of the playoffs. Still to come, we are going to hear from Kamloops Blazers goaltender Dylan Garand, who had a conversation earlier this week with John Keane, voice of the Blazers. We're going to borrow that conversation. Thank you, John. We'll also hear from Alex Cotton and Mazden Leslie, a pair of defensemen for the Vancouver Giants, when White Spot Giants this week continues on Sportsnet 650. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to White Spot Giants this week here on Sportsnet 650. Vancouver Giants getting set to battle the Kamloops Blazers in round two of the WHL playoffs. Game one and two go this weekend in Kamloops on Friday and Saturday. Both games, 7 o'clock starts. You'll hear both here on Sportsnet 650. Then the series will shift back to the LEC next week, Tuesday and Thursday. Both 7 o'clock starts. Tickets available at www.vancouvergiants.com tickets. Before we hear from Alex Cotton, before we hear from Mazden Leslie, a pair of blue liners from the Vancouver Giants, we're going to head up to Kamloops, where earlier today, John Keane of Radio NL Sports spoke with goaltender Dylan Garand. Garand, a world junior goalie and a New York Rangers prospect, uh, spoke to Dylan Garand about the series, the matchup with the Giants, and what he expects. John Keane with Dylan Garand here on White Spot Giants this week. All right, Dylan Garan, were you surprised at all? It's the it's the Vancouver Giants in round two. Uh, a little bit. I mean, I think going into the series, you know, Everett was the one seed, so we kind of you know expect them to win one versus eight. But uh, you know, Vancouver's a good team too. I don't think you know the eight seed really tells the story with their team. I think you know it's big for them. They got their goalie back. That was a big boost for them, and you know they're a solid team, and they definitely deserve to win that series. And you know, I'm looking forward to you know facing off against them next round. 
you know, one thing uh, in the season series against Vancouver, top players were the top players, including yourself. You had a 937 save percentage. The only time you lost a game was when their goalie made 49 saves in a crazy uh, night in Vancouver. So you have to feel that, you know, you've had some good good track record, good buddy work against the Giants this season. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, whenever we play Vancouver, especially this season, kind of going into the year, they were kind of, you know, the team pushing us for the top seed. And, um, you know, I always enjoy playing against them. I've got a couple buddies on that team. So uh, it's always fun to get up against those guys. So um, it's definitely a team that, you know, we're familiar with. And, you know, now we got to beat them four out of seven. So we're looking forward to the challenge. Hey, we're doing this interview outside the, the Sandman Center. It's sunny. It's going to be a nice day here today. Uh, must feel like playoff weather. You're into May. This is one of the longest uh, times the franchise has played into. For sure. It's definitely nice. You know, even, you know, today I showed up to the ring for practice wearing shorts. So <laughs> you don't get to do that very often. So definitely nice weather. And it feels good to be playing into, you know, this late. And hopefully we'll be playing even later. Guys, actually doing some some team activities. I believe you guys went golfing yesterday. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we went to Mount Paul. Uh, you know, as a team yesterday, it was pretty fun. Nice day too. Okay, let's talk about uh, this series against Vancouver. Obviously, they are a team that you know are getting a lot out of that top line. Lysel, Ostapchuk, and, and Adam Hall. And I know you watch the games as well. What are you seeing that team or that line do that they're having success right now? Uh, yeah, I think they're a really fast line. Um, you know, especially Lysel, they're you know they're quick and they like to attack off the rush. So I think um, you know that's something that we got to be aware of and you know kind of defend them. And I think if we kind of hold that line at bay, then you know we have a pretty good chance for success. So it's definitely going to be a challenge, but uh, we're looking forward to it. You look at their power play right now as well, uh, and you scout this stuff out too. I think it clicked at forty percent or something in that first round series uh, against uh, Everett. So uh, the Blazer PK and yourself had an excellent regular season against them on the PK. So what are some of the keys you look to slow down that power play here in round two? Yeah, I think just sticking to our structure and committing to that. Um, you know, special teams is really important, especially in the playoffs. And um, you know, I know their coach really well, uh, Michael Dick, and you know, he was the power play guy at the. World Juniors, so uh, he definitely takes pride in, in doing that and, and doing a good job. So uh, it's definitely gonna be a challenge to shut them down. They've been hot last series, so um, you know I think we believe in our PK and in our structure, and, and when we stick to that, uh, you know we'll be fine. What are the Blazers' advantages in this series when you can look at uh, your team up against theirs? I think our depth for sure. Um, you know we got three, four top lines that you know we can roll, and um, we're confident putting up against any line. And um, you know obviously our back end's really strong, and uh, I think. You know, when we just focus on ourselves and play our game to our identity that, you know, nobody's going to beat us four out of seven. So, you know, if we just do that and, um, you know, take it one game at a time, then, you know, we should have success. I don't think I've ever seen a series personally where a team really doesn't have any adversity in a, in a series. And I think we could say that against Spokane. You never trailed. You scored the first goal. Uh, you won handily in, in three of the four games. Uh, and you, you only gave up three goals, and that's that's you. So what happens if there's some adversity in this series here early? Uh, how do you think you guys would, would handle that? I think we just got to stick to the process. Like, um, you know, adversity, obviously we're going to expect that. It, you never, Like you said, you never get through a playoff round without it. I think, you know, it didn't really seem like it against Spokane. There was a couple times where they came hard and kind of had us under siege. I think in that third game, shots were 9-1 to for them to start. So... Um, you know, just because you know maybe we don't get off to the start that we want, or something happens that you know we can't just pull out the game plan. We got to stick to it, and um, you know, if, like I said earlier, if we just stick to that and you know play our game to our identity, I don't think anyone can beat us.
That is a damn good player and a damn good goalie, uh, Dylan Garand, and some of his thoughts. Once again, big thanks to John Keane for sharing that audio with us. And the Vancouver Giants are going to get a steady dose of Dylan Garand, whose career numbers against the Vancouver Giants are very, very good. Uh, the Vancouver Giants and the Kamloops Blazers getting set for their series, getting set for Game 1, which goes on Friday. And still a bit more Giants content to come your way. Uh, first, let's go to the youth. Let's go to Mazden Leslie, 16-year-old defenseman for the Vancouver Giants. A really good first-round uh, playoff series against the Everett Silvertips. And earlier today at Ladner, just basking in the excitement and ready to keep the playoffs going. Mazden Leslie, defenseman on White Spot Giants this week. Well, Mazden Leslie, you're off to round two of the WHL playoffs against the Kamloops Blazers, a rink and a team that you are incredibly familiar with. But um, if I were to have told you two weeks ago that you were going to become the first eighth seed in the history of the WHL to beat a one seed, you were going to take uh, the Everett Silvertips down in six games, um, I'll phrase it a bit differently because I know that you guys always believed and knew that you could, but... Um, the journey to get there, I think, is probably the best part of it all. So at what point in round one did you and the guys sort of look around at one another, Mazden, and truly, genuinely believe and know that you were capable of taking the series? I think, honestly, after, I think it was game, I think it would have been game three and Langley. Like, at the end of the game when we were getting, I think it was 6-2, we were just really frustrated and looked at each other and said, we know we can beat these guys, and then it kind of just took off from there after that. You then go back the next night, game four, you win 11-6 at home. Uh, from there, you go to Everett. You beat them 3-0 in their building with Jesper in the shutout. And then game six, of course, we know how that went with the 6-3 win at home. Um, tell me about the emotions of being at home, and especially games four and six, the home crowd behind you. Um, home ice truly became an advantage for the Vancouver Giants. Yeah, I think the fans were great those games. Uh, I think... When you go into Everett, they have 6,000 fans that are screaming at those, they're chirping you and everything. So I think coming back to Langley and having the same type of atmosphere really helped us. You're no stranger, obviously, to, to playing in big hockey games, Mazden, but I mean, going into that rink for game one and the, the atmosphere in Everett, um, it could be overwhelming for anyone, let alone a, a young player in a 16-year-old season. But how quick did, did any nerves sort of turn to fuel and, and turn to fun? I think just getting the like first couple shifts in that game kind of you just kind of get one out there and realize it was just a, a normal game but a lot more so you just couldn't uh, make the mistakes you might make in regular season had to play a little bit safer. Two goals for you in the series. I want to talk about the the one in game six because it was a highlight reel play and a, a great connection with you, Boach, and, and Leezer to sort of make it happen. But that goal takes place. All of a sudden, it's 3 nothing for your team in the first period. Um, most memorable goal maybe you've scored to this point in your WHL career? Uh, yeah, I think for sure. I think the fans, how loud they were, I think that kind of put it up there. And I think, yeah, I think that would definitely be one of the highest ones. And then, so you, you, you go through this series, you, you're the eight seed, you, you beat through the one seed, and now all of a sudden things shift to the Kamloops Blazers. Um, what, what are some similarities between Kamloops and Everett? What are some differences between Kamloops and Everett? 
I think Everett kind of plays like a almost a game like us. Like they just like to get on the four check, and then I think Kamloops is more of a they use their uh, skilled guys and they want to make plays. They don't want to give us possession. So I think we're just gonna have to adjust to that game style and uh, take that away from them. Playing defense against the guys like Luke Toporowski, Logan Stankoven. I mean, there's a ton of talent up front on that team, and, and it's well-documented sort of how many goals they score and, and what they're all about, Mazden. But the way you defended in that first series, I mean, am I right in suggesting that you and the defense are feeling collectively confident going into round two? Yeah, I think we're conf- more confident than we were in the regular season. I think we have uh, even our forwards are helping us out back there, so I think it's a lot easier now than it was before. And then, I mean, just even the, 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 the play of, of, of Jesper in, in goal and sort of what, especially the Game 5 performance. I mean, have you ever played in front of a goaltender that's had a 50-save shutout before? <laughs> where, where does that one sort of rank for you, Mazden, as far as, as individual goaltending performances are concerned? <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be, that'd be up there for number one. And then I think, I guess, Trent Minor last year had some that shutout streak, I guess. But I think, yeah, that'd be really high up there. How much fun is this right now? I mean, being just ready ready to get on that bus tomorrow, getting ready to go play Cantaloupes in round two. I'm sort of getting the sense, Mazden, that there's still... Uh, the, the Giants are feeling a ton of pressure in any of this. Yeah, I think, well, we're the eighth seed. We don't really have that much pressure. We don't, we're not expected to, to beat anyone. We just have to go out there and play, and I think if we do that, we can beat anyone. So with that, what are going to be the ultimate keys for the Vancouver Giants, Mazden, in this series? Well, I think you just have to like stay out of the box and then uh, not give them any time and space because then I think that's how their skill players take advantage of it. Awesome seeing you find personal success. Great to see the team doing what they're doing. Mazden, keep up the good work. Keep enjoying it. Thank you. White Spot Giants this week continues here on Sportsnet 650. And a big thanks there to Mazden Leslie. We are going to end the show with a conversation that I had earlier today with Vancouver Giants 20-year-old defenseman Alex Cotton. And while so much of the hype in round one went to Zach Ostopchuk, player of the week, Fabian Lysel, because, well, Fabian Lysel, Adam Hall, even with the seven goals and the ten points, then you add the play of Jesper Weichmann in goal, yet Alex Cotton with 13 points in six games. That is good for a league lead in scoring amongst defensemen. Uh, Alex Cotton, 13 points. Four more than the next defenseman behind him. Seattle's Kevin Korchinski. Olin Zellweger finished the playoffs with nine points. Uh, You compare that to the Kamloops Blazers, Ethan Brandwood and Victor Pershon, each with three points in that first-round series. Now, there is plenty of skill on that Kamloops blue line, but if Alex Cotton can continue that kind of offensive surge, he is poised to be a major key for the Vancouver Giants in this series. We are going to end the conversation tonight, end the show with a conversation from earlier today with Vancouver Giants 20-year-old defenseman Alex Cotton on Sportsnet 650. Well, Alex, how exciting is this? I mean, um, fresh off a history-making performance in round one, 
You get to face your rivals in the BC division, the Kamloops Blazers here in round two. Um, is this sort of the kind of thing where you've allowed this to soak in or, or are you just sort of still riding the wave of all that sort of transpired over the last two weeks? Um, no, I think definitely for sure after the win, it was like just to celebrate obviously with your guys and stuff like that. That was obviously a... Especially for me being my first series win too, so it was cool. Um, but honestly, the next day, the thing, real focus was just focusing on Camus and what we have to do to beat them in this next series. When you think about the Everett series as a whole, um, I think I know the answer to this, but, but I'm going to ask you anyway. At what point in the series did you and the other guys sort of look around at one another and think, we, we can genuinely sit, like, state confidently that we can win this series? Um, yeah, I think, I think after game one was, I think, the, the point where when we came back there and tied it up late and then won an OT was when we kind of all looked at each other and said, like, we can do this. And then especially winning that uh, second game at home and tying up the series, making it 2-2, um, yeah, obviously it was good. So I think just throughout the whole series, our confidence gained more and more and more. And uh, yeah, we closed it out, which was good. When you found out it was going to be Everett in round one, Alex, I mean, was that a good thing for the guys? I remember walking down the stairs in Kamloops after the regular season finale. You might have been one of the several guys that asked me, Dan, who are we playing? I mean, there, there was no real knowledge of, of who we were playing in round one until the, the league sort of sorted it out. But the, the Everett matchup, in hindsight, was that the ideal starting opponent for the Vancouver Giants? Um, I mean, like, obviously you get who you get. So we were just trying to place as high as we could to get to get the opponent we could so obviously we got Everett and um I wouldn't say it was an ideal opponent I mean they're a pretty good team they're a number one seed so I mean we just tried to do what we do and tried to execute a game plan that that our coach gave us and uh we did that so now um you find yourself in this series with the Everett Silvertips and it was a uh, a strong individual performance for you and a really good team performance for the Vancouver Giants let's go individual for a moment Alex um what was like did the confidence ever waver did the confidence ever change or, or was this just sort of a perfect storm kind of series that just seemed to fit your game um I think playoff hockey fits my style a little bit more I kind of like it where it's a little bit faster and a little bit um more physical I kind of like getting a little little gritty uh yeah, I think the confidence grew, especially after game one. Having that game was a, was a big game, and then my confidence grew even more. So I just tried to do my job and produce, and uh, yeah. Well, there's doing your job, and then there's being the highest-scoring defenseman in round one of the playoffs. I mean, I know that the regular season didn't really go the way that anybody would have sort of drawn it up from the Vancouver Giants' standpoint, Alex, but um, for, for you to sort of have the series that you did, um, knowing that you're fighting like hell for that NHL contract and, and even just helping the team win the way that you did, uh, I can only imagine sort of what that can sort of do for your mindset as you get set now to look at Kamloops. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It obviously gives me even more confidence going into this series and uh, I'm just going to try and do the same thing and um, yeah hopefully maybe top it top this series and just try and uh, move on to the next round when you look at round one uh, and the contributions I mean of course we know what Adam did we know what Chucky did Fabian yourself Jesper was there a performance from the group um, statistically not statistically an effort that that had you and some of the other older guys saying wow awesome couldn't have done it without that guy. Yeah, I think um, 
a huge moment for us that we talked about a lot in the room was uh, in game one when when Bocek and Lankow killed Zellweger there and then got in, got in those two fights. And that was a really big turning point in that game for sure. Um, that gave us so much momentum. And those guys doing that, not producing on the on the scoreboard as much, even though they were, even though Lankow had two goals and so did Bocek got one. But, uh, yeah, just being able to be physical, like – presence is out there and just yeah those guys especially just everyone honestly the whole team played great throughout the whole series so we just need that again from everyone and then uh we go to game five the 50 save performance from Jesper uh you've seen some great goaltending performances over the course of your career Alex where does that one sort of stack up um as far as some of the others that you've maybe seen no that's 100 top I've ever seen um he's just like he gives us so much confidence. I think I think he's our backbone, and he, uh, especially for me, even personally, he gives me so much confidence back there when I'm on the ice, just knowing that I can be a little bit more aggressive and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, he's just he's unreal for us, and I hope uh, he keeps going. When you look at the blue line, um, the contributions, especially in Game Six, you know the the goals coming from you, from Horns, from Maz, and and from Palms. Um, you've been a young defenseman in this league before, Alex. You know how difficult it can be mm-hmm. to to sort of climb the ladder and get that confidence. But the growth in Palmieri, the growth in Leslie, the growth in Camo, um, it's sort of happening right in front of our very eyes. Yeah, those guys embracing their roles for sure in this. Uh going into their first series, and they're obviously probably feeling a little nervous. I was, especially when I played my first series. And, uh, yeah, them just embracing the roles. I think they're just having fun out there. I think that's what we were all doing out there is having fun, and that's the main main thing to do in hockey. And, uh, yeah, I love it, those guys getting the opportunity right now, and uh, they're taking making the most of it. The Kamloops Blazers. Uh, we know what they did in the regular season. We know what they're all about. And I, I don't think I'm going out on any huge limb when I say that there's no love lost between the two teams. But um, what do they do well? I mean, they're a fast team that just, uh, you can't play a track mate game with them. They, um, they'll beat you at that. And uh, they just play quick, quick transition team that uh, plays physical and um, does things right. So, I mean, we're just going to have to execute our game plan that Dicker gives us and uh, we'll be completely fine. Do you like the matchup? I mean, even the regular season, you sort of see how the series went, but I don't know how much stock you can necessarily put into that when, when things sort of shift around come playoff time. Um, Logan Stankoven, an obvious key, but uh, I, I don't get any sense just even being around the group today that, that you guys are cowering to the Kamloops Blazers at all. Oh, no, no chance. I think, um, I mean, we just beat the number one seed, so I mean... We don't really care who we're playing. We're just going to go out and try and uh, prove people wrong. And, um, yeah, no, we're not cowering to them at all. We're just going to try and take it to Browns and take it to them. Won't keep you much longer, Alex, but, I mean, just the psychology right now as a 20-year-old, soaking it all in. You never know when the journey is going to come to an end, but you've been in this league a long time, and obviously there's pro hockey aspirations for you after this, but can you just sort of speak to how much fun this is, how gratifying this is for even just you and your family when you're having dinner and talking about it, um, the, the ups and downs that go along with a career in the WHL, but it's, it, I'm sure right now just trying to soak in every second possible. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, especially the past like three years, it all getting affected because of COVID, not being able to play playoffs and even like a full season, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just trying to make the most of it. It's super fun. I love this hockey. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can take it as far as we can. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. 
Congratulations to you on the individual's success. Congratulations to you and the team for what you were able to accomplish in round one. Let's keep it going, Alex. Thanks for this. Thank you so much. Let's do it. It has been a jam-packed show, and I want to say a sincere thank you to everyone for making this a part of your Monday evening routine. And a big thanks to all of the guests that we had. One more time, Alex Cotton, Mazden Leslie, Dylan Garand, along with Fabian Lysel and Michael Dick. Game one of the series goes Friday night from Kamloops. Game two is set for Saturday before the series then shifts back to the LEC Tuesday and Thursday the following week. Both are 7 o'clock starts. Round two of the WHL playoffs will soon be upon us, and the Vancouver Giants looking to keep the good times rolling as they face the second seed in the West, the Kamloops Blazers. A rivalry renewed Friday night at the Sandman Center, and we will talk to you then. My name is Dan O'Connor, and this has been a presentation of White Spot, Vancouver Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650.